Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 323, recorded on April 22nd, 2021. On tonight's episode, we chat new Nintendo Lego. Get your bricks ready, will you? Also, is Nintendo and Microsoft getting getting something together in the pipeline? Maybe. Is it a rumor? Probably. Is there anything to actually talk about? Who knows? But we'll waste your time anyways. Plus, Reggie has told us that Mother 3 is on its way. Plus, I'm back, and I'm going to give Jesse and Marty an earful about how they ran the shop while I was out. Jesse, give the music. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here, and it's episode 223 of Nintendo Dads. It is April 22nd. 323? Did I say 223? Yes. Crap. Got to start all over. Never mind. Anyway, it's <laughs> April 22nd, 2021. And joining me tonight on the show, fresh from his stint in a cave somewhere in Siberia, uh-huh. Mr. Justin Masson. Welcome what is back going to on? Thank show, you. Sir. You know, I think as the boss of the organization, it's always good for bosses to take time to go recharge, go on sabbatical. I did like a, uh, you know, kind of walk in the mountains for weeks coming back with our vision. And I wanted to bring to you guys like what I think our new mission statement is for the Nintendo Dad organization going forward. Are you ready? I'm ready. We should cover Nintendo stuff. I know it sounds crazy, but I think that's what we should do. And that's taken me three weeks to get here. Wow. Like, man, that is that is visionary. I know, right? Good, good stuff. It's just, I don't know how you come up with it, but it's, uh, however you did, we are so glad to have you back on the show. Good to be back. Also joining us on the show this week, Mr. Jesse Waldack, the man behind the sounds, the man behind the magic. How are you? Pretty good. Earlier this week, we had weird weather. I don't know if y'all did in Tennessee, but... Uh, we went. I went. I went to bed one night, and there was no snow on the ground. Woke up. That was like three inches of snow, and then when I was done with work, it was all melted again. Like I've never seen it go up and down that fast. We welcome a, to Canada. We look. We did not have snow, but we did have one day where, in a twelve-hour period, it went from seventy-five degrees to thirty-five degrees. Ooh. Yeah, my, yeah. My boss says that sort of thing is normal in the mountains where he lives. Yeah, it's uh, it's not been fun. Uh, we are dealing with some weird sinus issues at my house. Like my wife is, she's down right now mm. because of sinus stuff. Uh, but you know what's not down? We're not down. We have tons of stuff to talk about on the show tonight, or maybe not. Who knows? Uh, well, we do because we have show notes and you don't. But we're going to dive <laughs> right into it. How about that? Do it. And our news is brought to you each and every week by you over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can join in and be part of an amazing community that's providing you a whole family of podcasts now. Dads After Dark, Dad Crossing, Retro Logic, Dinner Table, just all not that. Not Sega Moms. And not, no, no, no. We had to put the kibosh on the Sega Moms. Yeah, guys, like, seriously, I'm gone, and you guys wrote Sega Moms. Like, do you, like, I... Uh... They just took over. I also, like they... I'm, I am surprised with how many emails that we got about it. And petition.org, like, change.org, like, yeah, yeah. someone <laughs> someone started a GoFundMe page. 
Like it was a little bit ridiculous. And, and full disclosure, that GoFundMe money, we're just going to Disney on it. Yeah, that's exactly that's, it. That's a hundred percent. Hundo P. Games. We've we'll had people Sega games while we're there. Yeah. We've had people say that they want Sadie to join the show. Yeah. 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 We're not doing a casting call. Like seriously. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh Sega Moms, it's uh that's one of them that's gonna stay on the cutting room floor. But anyway. Uh, you can head over there. Monthly Mayhem's going on. We just had two brand new winners of Monthly Mayhem and an epic contest. We've got uh, our bi-weekly game nights, which, by the way, I want to go ahead and announce that since Tim's not here. May 1st, patrons, we are going to be playing Among Us again, and you're going to get a chance to uh, be the imposter and kill Jesse. Uh, nice. Or, if I don't kill you first. Well, I know Jesse's deadly. Uh, and so you can look for that. We do one Let's Play for our UK folks across the pond uh, in Europe and all those countries. And then we do one later on in the day for uh, folks here on the uh, other side of uh, the world. And you can find information about that in our Patreon uh, exclusive discord, Uh, or guess what? You can get into the discord by subbing to us on Twitch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It does the same thing. Mm. Uh, And Justin, speaking of benefits, Yes. Uh, we're running a contest right now. Why don't you tell folks about that? Because it's coming up. Thank thank, thank you, Marty. I, I, I appreciate you handing it over to me. Uh, I am excited to announce that we are. Sorry, what does my script, what does my script say? <laughs> we are. The new, the new, the new, new Pokemon snap is coming, coming soon where you snap Pokemon with your camera and it's good and works and get the, get the Pikachu's. And 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 other Pokemon, we're giving away we're giving away a game. All right, that's what I'm getting at. So, ladies and gentlemen, head over to our Twitter right now. Pinned tweet at the very top. We're giving away a copy of New Pokemon Snap. We're actually going to draw it next week, one week from now. There are a bunch of ways to enter, and you're like, oh, but I live in Australia. I listen. I don't care. We'll ship it to you. Right. Or we'll get you a download code, whatever. Worldwide, you get a copy of it. We love giving away stuff. Uh, two months ago, we gave away uh, 3D World, Bowser's Fury. We're giving away Pokemon Snap. Literally go to our Twitter page, pin tweet. You can enter there. Simple as retweeting it. Uh, there's the whole Gleemio stuff. Tons to do there. Facebook, you can enter there. All kinds of stuff. But in a week from now, we're giving away Pokemon, the new Pokemon Snap game to one lucky winner. So go there right away. Yeah, and, I don't know uh, what animal this is or what Pokemon this is. Yeah, yeah, that's a very true. true statement. True. We yeah. we we may we may just fund me getting a copy of Pokemon Snap and stream me playing it and seeing how unhappy I am with it and trying to pronounce names. That may be a new new tier in yeah, our. Because you know when you take the pictures in Pokemon Snap, it doesn't tell you which one it is. Like you're just going no. down the thing. And so you could be, po- here it is, brand new show on the YouTube channel, Pokemon Safari with Justin. And we should get that new thing they they advertised where it prints off the pictures automatically. We'll, we should send like all this to me. And like, we have to like force me to take these pictures and like this pin them on sounds, my wall in my office. Like you're trying to get a copy of this for your kids. No, my kids aren't interested in this game. <laughs> No one is interested in this game unless you're someone who are. And if you are, head over to twitter.com backslash Nintendo Dads to be entered. Yeah, so you can find uh, all the details about that over at our Twitter. And if you don't know what our Twitter is, you can head over to nintendodads.org, which is our official website with links to our Patreon and our store and our social media and all that. And you can be a part of the new Pokemon Snap 
we will not – by the way, the, the deadline to, to enter is the 29th, which is the day before uh, the game comes out. Uh, we will be recording on the 29th. And so we will draw the winner for new Pokemon Snap and announce it on next week's show. Yep. All right. And then we will get with you about how to get you. Getting it to you. Getting it to you. Yep. All right. So uh, let's dive into the news. Our biggest, most voted on news topic. By the way, I didn't know if you knew this. If you're a patron of the show, each week you get an email in your inbox that you can vote on show topics. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it necessarily will get talked about, but it does help us know where your interests lie. And the number one voted on topic this week on the show is this. Mario Kart 8 is now mm-hmm. the best-selling racing game in history. Like in the world, in the universe, in the history of racing games, Pokemon, Pokemon, Mario (laughs) Kart 8 is now the highest selling, best selling game in history. The previous bestseller, Justin, you know what it is? For Mario Kart? Or do you mean in just racing games? No, it's Mario Kart. Uh, Yeah, it's Mario Kart. The previous bestseller in history was Mario Kart Wii. Yep. The important thing that to, to, to know the kind of the, the financial details here uh, is that this does combine sales of Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Mm. But Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still the best-selling Switch game of yep. all time. Yep. And it, it, yeah, it's got a chance of catching up to Mario Kart Wii on its own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we're never getting a new Mario Kart game. I'm just no. Gonna, we're never getting one. We're not, please, if you're out there listening, stop buying Mario Kart 8. <laughs> stop. Everybody stop buying it. Every single time it comes up on the uh, MPD numbers, it's always in the top 10. Like, and, and people and, and people are like, how? How I is mean, this game still going? Because it is because it is the it is the quintessential perfect. I have just bought a switch. What game should oh, I yeah. buy? What yeah. should I buy? Mario Kart 8. And here's the thing. If you ask us. Every parent who buys yeah. a Switch. Marty, what should I buy? I know you're on that podcast. Which, what games are I get? You get Mario Kart 8. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and here's the thing is, is there is they're not wrong, right? Like, I would absolutely, like, I, I had a friend no. who got one for Christmas. They're like, what game do I get? I'm like, Mario Kart 8. Like, I recognize that I'm the problem. Do you know both, what I mean? Like, Both of my sister-in-laws had me buy them, help them mm-hmm. find the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe bundled Switch yep. at Christmas. So they both got it. And, and yep. the bundles are driving some of this, y'all, but it can't yep. just be all bundles. It's individual sales. And here's the thing. Prior to this, Mario Kart Double Dash, for me, was the best Mario Kart game of all time. I think this is. This is the quintessential entry in, in, in the entire Mario Kart universe. It, this yep. is the game. Uh, it's so well balanced. It, it has such a plethora of modes and tracks and characters. Everybody has something they can do. Everybody has something that they can, a, a character they can play, a combination of carts. It's just Mario Kart at its best. And that's what's driving it. You know, it like this is one of those games that like its reputation precedes it. Yeah. But then it backs it up once you get it. So, so. The, so the original Mario Kart 8 on the yeah. Wii U, oh my gosh, holy cow, released May 29th, 2014. That's right. If you're a person like you or I, Marty, or Jesse, you've been playing the same Mario Kart game for seven years. 
I got a Joe. I got a Jones in for a Mario Kart game. That's there, new. There's a possibility that we could see this game go ten years. Correct. Selling. And I, the I, crazy part is financially. Yeah, that's like sure. I I th- I think Mario Kart Nine is the is is like is the chamber golden shot bullet, right? When all of a sudden we see those switch sales drop, right? When we see system sales drop, game sales drop, they're not hitting their financial targets, maybe the way they want to, then they pull the trigger. Here's the other part. The other scenario is it never drops and they keep pursuing. And eventually after a point, they're like, yeah, we have to pull this trigger eventually, right? There's a, there's a window. How likely is it that Mario, Mario Kart 9 is not in the can somewhere? Just sitting there, just waiting. I don't know if it's necessarily in the can. Like, I don't think it's done. I think that it is. It is probably really far in development, or like. I was gonna say you, it's close. Gotta, they've got to be working on it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. It's either it's in production. It's in, it's in a various degree of production. I would I would say it would probably at this point be at least half to seventy five percent complete. Oh god, right. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if you know you and I were talking the pre show about like what is their plans here? What are they looking to do at E three? You know, what's their big surprise? Could Mario Kart 9 be it? Because if you look at what was the 2014 year, we've done a four year cycle. Or I'm sorry, 2018 when the when um, the system 2017 when the system launched, we're at a four year cycle. We're seeing Splatoon 3 come out. We're seeing Breath of the Wild 2 come out. What other big games came out that time? Mario and Mario Kart. Right. And so those could be a second. That could literally be a second wave of content that would just blow up. Well, I mean, we know we're not getting F zero ever. No, because I, I, I wish they, people I wish people would just stop asking for it. Well, just to kind of dovetail into that. I mean, that we finally have some kind of response, not maybe from not an, a, 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 an official Nintendo channel, but an ex developer from Nintendo said this week uh, the F zero is it's not dead; it's just asleep, and it could be revived with a grand idea. My response to that is this. Here's a grand idea. Make a game. Mm-hmm. At this point, just make a game. Yeah, they're, they're so worked up about making sure every game is unique in some way with some gimmick. But it, right at it this doesn't point, it's been have so long. to be. It doesn't have to be. They just put a game out on a system and people will be happy. Just make an F-Zero game. This That's is literally... This is, you know, they, they, they could put out the Mario Tennis from Wii U and it, version of S-Zero, and people would probably be okay with it. Sure. Sure. Well, anyway, Mario Kart 8 is going to keep rolling. Uh, I predicted at one time that Animal Crossing was going to surpass it and, or catch it and surpass it. At this point, I don't know. Uh, I mean... I, yeah. you know, I, I think if they're, I think if they're going to end up doing that, they have to give Animal Crossing their, what I would call their season pass. They need to, they need to kick the next 2.0 big patch, big updates to draw people back in, to draw an audience back to that game. Um, so I think, I think they would need to do that uh, would be my, would be my, yeah, I mean, that's too. not unheard of because we saw New Leaf become New Leaf. Well, plus, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> With the Amiibo support. Yeah, I think we said, I said last year that I I could see Animal Crossing passing Mario Kart, but they're going to lose it again. But it, mm-hmm. if it didn't happen before the fiscal year, it's not, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's move on and talk about some other things. Uh, I, I love this. Uh, Reggie 
<laughs> former <laughs> former VP or former president of Nintendo uh, has long trolled fans uh, over Mother Three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Reggie knew we wanted it. At this point, it's safe to assume that if Reggie knew we wanted it, Nintendo knew we wanted it, right? Oh yeah. Uh, so on April fifteenth, Twitch sent a tweet asking, "What is the oldest game in your library that remains unplayed?" Yeah, yeah this is while we were show prepping last week's show. Is when this tweet went out. <laughs> yeah. Ninety minutes later, Reggie replies with this classic tweet. Mother 3 English version. Every time I think it's time to play it, I get trolled and decide to put it off. Maybe I'll fire it up this weekend. <laughs> what the crap, Reggie? That's I mean it's brilliant. Do you know what it I mean? Like it, it's absolutely like well done. He know he knows his meme. He knows his 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 persona. He knows what he's been bugged about every single time. Um, and he's off the chain now from Nintendo, so he can kind of do a little bit of that kind of thing, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, what that what that really would have been really great of. Um, and, and we saw this actually. The creators of like Rick and Morty um, did this several several years ago. They were the, the, I think they were like. They were, they were on Twitter and one, of the, one, one fan was like, when are you going to release Rick and Morty? When is the new season? And the guy's like, fine, you you want it? When do you want it? When do you want it? And he's like, I want it today. And he's like, fine, I'll recently release it tonight, like nine o'clock. And it was like scheduled, but it was so so they kind of engaged this. So that would have been really great had they been like, I'm going to play it tonight, this weekend. And so can you. Boom, shadow drop or whatever. It's on the eShop. Like that would have been like a a classic, amazing PR beat. The only way that I think this could have been better is if he finished this tweet with, maybe I'll fire it up this weekend on my new Nintendo 3. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think one of the replies, the, the top replies to Reggie's tweet was a picture of Optimus Prime with his arms out with words, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we're never getting Mother Three. No, we're we're not. I I, I just want to make that clear. Uh, I also want to make clear that uh, if you go to the if you go to the um, back into the archives of Game Boy versions and uh, DS versions, if you go to the uh, I believe it is the DS Lite, the original DS Lite, and back. There are English versions of Mother 3 that you can get on a Game Boy Advance cart that will play. Hmm. You can't get them from Nintendo. I bought mine off Amazon. Have I played the game? Yes. Have I beaten it? No, because I had to borrow a friend's DS Lite to play it. Uh, but basically, there was a time where around, I think it was the DSi, that they started putting in uh, some lines of code that kept homebrew carts from being read. Uh, and so, yep, there it is. It's the same one I have. And yeah, so you I, can. I thought, yeah, I think, didn't I buy one? I'm like, oh, yeah, I did buy one. And here it is. You I haven't played find this these. Yet. My problem is I don't have a device to play it on. Uh, and I really would like to play it on a big screen, uh, mm. but that's just me. Uh, I, 
there there are some things in this game I think would keep it from from being released officially by Nintendo. But hey, it, it's fun to see Reggie play along, mm-hmm. and uh, just know we're yeah. I, I don't know if this would work on my Retron because I, I tried. I, I I bought like a homebrew NES game from like, like five or six years ago and tried it. Yeah, and it wouldn't take it. Yeah. So I think. It, I think the, it, it uh, probably still has to be a, a legit cart. So I don't know if it'll take this. I should try it sometime. The, the the thing that you need to understand is we have a we have a better chance of getting a brand new Earthbound game than we do ha- than we have of, of getting Mother Three at this point. So, uh, I did hear that there's a, a an updated tr- translation to for it that they put out to go with the 15th anniversary like last earlier okay. this week. So, our carts are now officially out of date. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, moving on, let's talk about a couple other little news beat items here. Uh, if you are a fan of the Lego Mario series, Super Mario Lego, uh, get ready because Lego Luigi is coming. Uh, this week, the uh, Lego Luigi starter course or starter pack leaked, and then Nintendo basically said, well, since it's already out, let's just go ahead and do a video for it. Uh, and so the Lego Luigi starter course comes with uh, a cor- pieces to put together a course. It also comes with Pink Yoshi and Boom Boom and will include a firmware update for Lego Mario to add support for new components that likely will interact with Lego Luigi as Lego Mario will randomly call out for him like Luigi. Can we can we just take a take a moment there? And I, I just I just want us to sit in that pocket for a second. Words I never thought I'd hear. There's a firmware update for your Lego. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like that feels so weird. Yep. Uh, the digital world we're in. You can pre-order Lego Luigi right now, and he will release on August 1st, 2021. I love how the video said pre-orders will be available at a later date, and then they drop pre-orders at like 2.55 in the afternoon. They weren't wrong. That was a later date. Actually, later time. And uh, they're probably already sold out. Uh, In fact, let me just go check lego.com. While I vamp here a little bit, and I bet uh, they're already sold out. Uh, You can pre-order. Let's see. It's Dude, it's right on the front page. Mm. So, uh, I mean, there's a big push. The Lego Mario sets have done really well for Lego. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can still pre-order this from lego.com. Um, fifty nine ninety nine gets nice. you two hundred and eighty pieces. Uh, gets you Lego Luigi, Lego Yoshi, uh, like a skull Goomba and Boom Boom, and all the pieces to have uh, a grand old adventure. It looks like, uh, like you know, in the new Super Mario Brothers series, where they have the swamp or like the forest with the poison water, yeah, and everything. This is this is where this is set, hmm. and uh, Lego Luigi introduces new terrain reaction and pieces uh, to the series that have not been available before. Mm. Ninfrendo in the chat says Mario Lego is now more stable. Right. (laughs) Uh, I want to quickly, do you guys think we'll get some like Zelda Lego this year? I really think that with the success of Mario Lego, I think other Nintendo IP in Lego are a no-brainer, yeah. but Zelda is not next. You don't think so? 
Nope. Mm. Animal Crossing is next. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because Animal Crossing is like Nintendo's new AAA idea. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I it mean, just think feel- about this. Like all the things in Animal Crossing that translate so well to Lego. Build the Nook Shop. Build Blathers with the museum. Build your house. Yeah. Any way you, you want it. It'll let you build yeah. a board game where you have to use the Lego pieces to roll die. You nice. shut up. <laughs> no. That, no. We're not going back to Amiibo Festival. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I I just I was just thinking I was like I wonder I I think I think they still haven't they haven't done that like this these Mario Legos are kind of aimed at like you know 5 to 8 right and then we've had the kind of the the Nintendo set right where it was the big build that was kind of the you know 20 year olds yeah, what we don't have is that middle tier yet. Like the hey, it's the space suit or the space sets and the night sets and the pirate sets. That kind of like mid mid tier. So br- bridging the gap between collectors and play. Yeah, it's just a Lego set. Yeah, I think it would be perfect for that. Yeah, I think it'd be perfect. Hey, speaking so of Animal Crossing, speaking of like hot off the press is breaking news. Monster, there will be a Monster Hunter digital event occurring on April twenty seventh. And it's going to have a, they're going to talk about their update to the first free uh, update for Monster Hunter Rise. Plus, they're also going to be talking about Monster Hunter Stories. And that was on April 27th. So if you're a Monster Hunter fan, tune in next week for Monster Hunter stuff. I was going to say that's it's going to be first like DLC or first patch or or whatever. Yeah, really good. Uh, A couple other things that we want to mention here coming up uh, about game releases. And Jesse, feel free to jump in here because... uh, uh, we'll get to this one here in a minute, but big, a lot of uh, information about Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remastered Digital Deluxe Edition. And man, that's a mouthful. Uh, but Ultimate Custom Night is coming to the Switch uh, April 30th for $7.99. Also revealed this week, The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is coming to Switch. Uh, that, surprised, these, that surprised me. I didn't think we'd ever see that. Yeah, uh, with the greatest character in video gaming history, Herlock Sholmes. Right. It's a real character in the game uh, because they can't say Sherlock Holmes or they'll get sued. Uh, Two games previously uh, released on 3DS in Japan. That's what this is. The Great Ace Attorney Adventures and The Great Ace Attorney 2 Resolve. Uh, This will actually not just be coming to Switch, it'll also be coming to PlayStation 4 and Steam July 27th. 2021 but jesse tell us uh why is this shin megami tensei 3 nocturne hd remaster digital deluxe edition what's going on why, why is this so big okay so we knew that the the game is coming out on the 25th and so atlas sega is doing similar things with this game that they did with persona 5 strikers so the base game is $50. This bundle is $70, which it works out to be about a $5 discount versus buying everything separately. The, the bonus, uh, the, the bonuses that come in the bundle you know, for, for his DLC is, is Maniacs pack, which is $10 if purchased separately, adds a mode where Radu Kuzunkia, I didn't practice this name. Kuzunoa is replaced by none other than Dante of Devil May Cry fame. So that's, you really have to be a Dante fan to want to pay $10, I guess. There'll be Mercy and, and Expectation map packs, uh, $7 if purchased separately. It's it's two packs in one DLC. 
you can, uh, Mercy gives, lets you earn items. It gives you experience points in an extra dungeon where the Demi Fiend was born. Expectation lets you earn items. What gives you money in extra dungeon center of the conception. And the extra dungeons are accessible from the terminal after reaching Ginza in the main game. I've never played the game, so that doesn't mean anything to me. But that's what the that's what it said. Then there'll be a Shimigami Tensei background music pack for eight dollars. You know, again, similar to Strikers, that gave you various Persona music. This gives you various Shimigami Tensei tracks available after reaching the Vortex world. There'll be it'll the bundle comes with. Merciful difficulty mode, which is an easier mode suggested for beginners or those who just want to enjoy the story. That is free DLC, so if you don't only get the base game, you can still down, download it for free. It's just not part of the base game. And finally, everyone's favorite feature, four days of early access. It's slimy. I'm sorry. It just is. It's It's gross. And it will always be gross. I don't care if you let Mar- if Mario had four day early access. It's lame. So that this version of the game will be available on May twenty first. Well, I know what I won't be playing on May twenty first or twenty fifth or any day after. I don't know if I, this game want I want to want to play this game, but I've had a history with some early Tensei proper games I and they worked well. You to want me. <laughs> I need you to need me. Oh, what ears hurt I just got a pop-up on my side that actually says playing music on my Zoom on my Zoom side. It says set up a professional audio in audio settings. It recognizes your musical talent, Justin. <laughs> there you go. Very Talents good. in quotes. Oh. Right. Right. Uh I mean, how else could I mean what else could you do? When faced with with that type of sound, that's 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 that's, your- that's that's exclusive. Do you know what I'm saying? That's why people show up to the show. It's why people tune in for for right? just a second. I'm so shocked. I actually thought I was singing. Well, oh. guys, that is our news. How about we dive into a rumor for just a minute? Let's dive into two rumors. Not one rumor, but two. A tool. Yeah, and of course, then I was like, I was like are, oh yeah, none never of them mind. Are in the notes. So no, I, I was expecting you to say. That's okay. Well, I, I was expecting I'll, to push I'll, a different I'll, button. I'll pull them up. I'll pull them up. I'll pull my second no, rumor no, up. Here, well, while you're pulling them up, let me let's get into the first one. Okay. Uh, it was discovered this week that if you go to Nintendo's website and you try to go to uh, the uh, the Labo page, like you know, uh, for like the VR headset or whatever. It just simply redirects you to just like where you can buy the, the VR headset. That's it. There's no main page for Labo anymore. And so uh, people began to ask, could this be the end of Labo? And I hope it is because that was my prediction uh, for, uh, you know, on, on 2021. It was my 2020 prediction as well. And they had to ruin that. Uh, but um or no, I think it was right then. I don't. I don't remember. I don't care because I don't really think anybody cares all that much for Labo uh, anymore. But uh, I did see that Nintendo has since issued a statement uh, regarding the Labo uh, homepage removal. And if this is not the most nothing burger PR statement that there's ever been, 
then I need you to direct me to one that's that's worse. Here's what it says. Nintendo Labo is available at retail locations. We routinely conduct product website maintenance and reorganization. Info on Nintendo Labo can be found at Nintendo.com. Wow. <laughs> oh, stupid. Like, here's yep. the thing. If it's not dead, why can't they just say it's not dead? It's not dead yet. Or if it's dead, why can they not just say it's, it's, it's not dead? Now, Emily Rogers, who is a Nintendo insider, uh, and has been right about some things before in the past. Uh, now, in the past, she's also said we were getting Mario Kart 9 uh, at three. I think that I think what she was seeing turned into Mario Kart Home Circuit. Uh, you know the the right. remote control car thing. Uh, but she she has also previously suggested that there would be one last hurrah for the product which would fit in with the soon-to-be-released, Justin, new Pokemon Snap that you're so excited about. But my question is this. We're a week away from the from the release of new Pokemon Snap. If Labo was getting a last hurrah with this game, do you not think that we would have heard about it yet? Yeah, the I mean, the last hurrah, was there not like a camera one that you could build? Yep. Yeah, the last hurrah would be there's a firmware update that allows you to play with that. Because remember where they backwards they backward firmed in like um, Mario Kart Eight to play with the steering wheel. If there is a last hurrah, it's play it with the steering wheel. Yeah, you can. You could play Mario Kart Eight with the amiibo or the Labo steering wheel. Mm, Okay. And I believe the brake also, which is super weird. Um, I yeah, I thought it was the thing from the first from the first game, not the one with the vehicle. Well, if only there was a device that could tell us. Right. But now here's here's what I'm saying is, do you think that the last hurrah could be that with the firmware update? And oh, hey, we're offering this uh, camera set individually. I don't, I, if, if that was the case, we would have had it. We would have heard it from now. We would have, seen right? we would have absolutely seen a skew from it. We, they would have been promoting the bejeebus out of that thing. I don't think it, I don't think it works. Well, yeah, the, other, VR the, other, for- the other part yeah. of it also is that you also have to remember we're in a um, global pandemic. So people aren't leaving their house to go pick up things as much, right? So digital sales are up on the rise. Uh, so you already have a, a thing that doesn't sell great under normal circumstances. It will sell worse when nobody's there. Um, so it may not be the investment logically at that point to, to invest the time and energy in, in something like Labo. I, to, I mean, to I was going to say up there in Ontario, y'all aren't going anywhere. No, exactly. Ain't you're, going like Peter, you're like Peter Parker in the cage with bone saw. I got you for three minutes. Y- yeah. Yeah. Nowhere. Yes. It is not good for good. It's not good for my Ontario friends. Uh, your, 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 your guy up there, he's like, I got you for six weeks. <laughs> brother. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Ontario. Okay. Straight talk. Answer the question. Are we getting another Labo set? Yes or no? no? Nope. No. no. We're no. not. No. No. It's but not speaking of this rumor, because, of course, we did throw us out to our wonderful folks over at Patreon. Uh, Jesus says, I like the Labo things. It's quirky Nintendo at its highest. I have two sets, but I'm waiting for my oldest kid to get a little bit older to work on them. I feel like she, um, she's going to have more of a blast with it. Did you get any Labo sets? Which ones are your favorites or least favorites? I want to get the VR set, but I can uh, I could never find the all-in one. There are a ton of starter VR sets, 
but I want the whole set. I guess I'll never be able to get it. Um, so I will say from my perspective, Nintendo of Europe was actually kind enough to send me both sets, I believe, um, which was great. And I spent an entire um, me, my daughter sat at our kitchen room table in Ireland and like spent a weekend building the piano and Is that what building you all those little pieces. There, kitchen room? What, was, what did I say? I was going to ask the kitchen same room. thing. You, you guys call it a kitchen room? I think I was saying, oh, I was uh, great. Um, in the end, like we didn't even build the second set that we were sent. Um, and we actually gave it to, we gave it to friends to build with their kids. So that's cool. Uh, to answer his question, uh, I got sets one, two, and four. Mm. So I, I got the, 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 the sampler in the beginning uh, and I got the, the robot uh, backpack. And then we skipped the vehicle one because we got kind of burnt on the first two. Mm-hmm. Like my kids really liked to play with them for about a couple of days. And then they sat. And so when the VR one came out, I was interested enough in that one to, to pick it up. And we never finished it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the gun and we did the um, the the headset. Yep. And, I, and it's funny that he said that the Jesus says that he never saw the starter kits. That's all we saw mm. like locally. I never saw the, the, the compact, like the, 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 the gun and the, the headset only. It was always the starter pack. And even like toward the end where I saw, I still saw Labo on store shelves. Yeah. It was only the whole VR pack. It was yeah. never the, yeah. the, the, like the little, I- <clears throat> I want to call I, it a sampler pack, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I will say overall, like if you're if you're out and about and you see Labo and you haven't played with Labo and you've got kids in that like age six to maybe ten range, it, and you're like, man, it's you know we're stuck inside, right? We're trapped inside anyways. It can be a ton of fun. Like it can be one of those like awesome afternoon. Like I said in Ireland, it was like it was a rainy day. We stayed in our pajamas and we built Lego and the kids got other markers and they colored on the cardboard and we stuck it all together. And at the end of it, we had a house and it was a lot of fun. So, th- so I do think there's a lot of like family fun in it. Um, but like, it is one of those things of like, Oh my gosh, we've made it. Cool. Now we're done. Do you know now what I mean? Like it's got, it's, and yeah. Now where do we store it? Yeah. Yeah. So that it won't get broken. Yep. But that it won't get, but, but it'll get used. Yeah. Right? It won't be in the way. Uh, for me, just like as, as, as a 39, 40 year old man building it, like yep. the building part of it was the yep. most fun for me yeah. because the games were kind of like mini game ish. But you know, uh, you know what I, they I, did I, so well though, Marty, is it, is it quintessentially had the Nintendo magic? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, like there is, there is, I mean, even as a 40 year old, right? Like you're putting this thing together. You're like, sorry, hold on this cardboard is going to play piano notes. Mm, I don't think so. Right. And then all of a sudden you hit those keys and you can, you can hear the actual piano notes playing. You're like, what is this wizardry? Like, what is this magic? Right. There is, yeah, there's the a house, quintessential like, quintessential the, Nintendo toy maker magic that the they did time, with Labo. The first time that, that like when we got the house built, yeah, they played with that for like three hours. Yeah. Like seeing all the different combinations of things. And and I think that like where where it kind of falls flat is uh like for the piano and, and like the driving game and the, even the VR, there was a little bit more. Like there was always a little bit more to explore, right? <laughs> but then like for the house, 
and some of the other stuff, there was only so much you could do. And then it yeah. was just, we've done this. Yeah. Oh, you put this here, put this here. The monster pops out. Okay. Yeah. But I, but I'm pretty sure like nowadays you can get them on pretty cheap sales, like 20 bucks. So again, if you find them and you haven't played with them now, I, um, I would, I would recommend it. I had, I, it was a blast, but like Marty said, like you're, it's kind of like, you know, you're paying 30 or 40 bucks for arts and crafts for an afternoon, but it's a little bit of fun for everybody. Nintendo um, Labo is still in stock at uh, Amazon.com right now. You can get the ToyCon One Variety Kit for thirty six fifty two USD. Go. You can get the robot, or I'm sorry, you can get the vehicle kit uh, for thirty one forty nine, and the robot kit for as low as thirty six fifty four. Uh, and the VR starter set, ooh, the VR starter set is actually more expensive, uh, mm. coming in at $64, and that's just for two items. Yeah. So uh, I just wonder if the um, the VR set didn't get produced as much. Yeah, could be. And, and so, you know, now it's a little harder to find. Uh, you can dig a little bit here and find the VR kit with all the things in it, but uh it looks like you're not going to like the buying. Yeah. 185 dollars. And also, I would say if you're a parent who's looking into these things and thinking about picking them up, also just kind of think about like, would your child like them? What are they like? You know, building stuff like Legos or crafts, like how they feel. And I'm going to throw this reference in here. Uh, Bruce Patterson, fantastic supporter in our in our Patreon, an active member. Man, we love we love Bruce. Bruce says um, the Labo Labo tested my son, who is 10 years to his 10 last year. He lost his cool building some with his sister. The VR and, and ki uh, vehicle kits are still waiting to be completed. I guess it's time for me to do them. <laughs> And, so and, and his his words there are super important. Yeah. Guess it's time for me to do them. You got to ask yourself. Yeah. Do you want to sit at the kitchen table yeah. and occupy a kitchen table or a desk sometimes for multiple days? Yeah. Because these do take a while to put together. I yeah. mean, the uh, the final build they start you easy, right? With the bug. Yeah. Uh, on the on the VR sample or the first sampler, but then by the time you get to the piano. And stuff it, and the and the robot backpack. I mean, that was multiple days yeah. like eight, uh, for me. Eight or ten hour builds, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hunched over the table, your back's hurting. Longer right. than a specific particular Holding game we'll be talking about later on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I but I would again say like like they are they are a ton of fun and there is Nintendo magic at them. So if you can get them on sale and you're trapped inside, it's a great. It's it, like we literally said it was a great um, rainy day craft to do with the kids, and it was great. I'd recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had bought the VR kit, but never opened it. It's still sealed. And then I found out, oh, they make little... I was worried about having to hold it in place if I built it and needed to use it. So then I found out, oh, they, there's a company that's making actual head straps that you don't have to hold it. Just slide your switch in. How about one of those? Again, still the box still open. So, so if you're looking for the VR set, folks, ladies and gentlemen, hit up hit up Jesse uh, on Twitter, and I'm sure he'll be happy to sell $200. you it. Two hundred dollars. Prime prime pricing. What's our next rumored? What's our next rumor? Well, that was it. I told uh, you. Well, You're okay. The one who said there were two rumors. I I looked at our let's discuss stuff and rumors, and I combined them all into one. That's okay because you know what we have a let's discuss that we need to talk about. So let's 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 do it. <laughs> Mecha Drake Mecha Drake in the chat says that robot took me an entire day. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous.
Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, as uh, we started the show tonight, uh, Justin Massa, newly returned to the show, by the mm-hmm. way, fresh mm-hmm. and fit as a fiddle, mm-hmm. took his right. time off, brought mm-hmm. to me or brought to us a, a a legitimate statement, a legitimate quandary that he has. And I thought, I said to him then, I said, this, this is a great topic for the show. It's not news. It's not a rumor, but it's just something that he needs to talk out and, and get off his chest that I actually think there's probably a lot of people who feel this way mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm one of them. And of course, if I feel that way, then everyone feels that way. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. That's, that's how it works. Uh, Justin, why don't you uh, get us up to speed here? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Right. And I was, I was, you know, I, I like hype. I get excited for things, right. I like energy and I get excited for new games coming out. And uh, man, I have felt zero excitement and hype for anything that Nintendo is doing right now uh, up until the, the closest thing where I'm like, man, I am excited for that. I got some energy around that. I got some, some, some just, just digging in to learn more about it is Mario golf. Now here's the other part of it. I, I, and I, so I, there are lots of things in the future that I'm excited for that are, that I know are coming to the switch, but right now I'm kind of in a season of not being super interested by anything that Nintendo offers. Now, this isn't a bad thing. Let me be very clear on that, but it's just very interesting because I think we all have cycles. So I would say, for example, January and February wasn't anything I was really super interested in. March hit and there was like six games that month that I was interested in picked up and then April hit and then like nothing. Um, And I think we all got to go through these peaks and valleys of cycles. Um, I usually like it for to try and be a little bit more set, you know, kind of consistent over the entire time, but just kind of like, how do you guys feel about 2021 right now for Nintendo? Are you hyped about anything? Are you excited? I'm more excited for what I don't know. Do you mean I'm more excited for what does September, October, November, December look like? Cause right now, um, you know, like Monster Hunter, everyone was like so excited for Monster Hunter. And again, I I recognize not every game is built for me. I've talked about this before, right? And it's a great opportunity to go into a backlog and do those type of things. But I'm just not super, super pumped for what Nintendo's got for us in 2021 right now. Yeah, like I, I guess I I I was feeling this, but until you verbalize it, like I didn't know mm-hmm. how to feel about it. Like I didn't know how to to get it out because like I love my Switch. And I love what Nintendo has done, but I am very, like, a word that people don't use very often comes to mind. I am very nonplussed about mm. what Nintendo has going on right now. Mm. Mainly because most of the major releases that have come out or are coming out are games that I'm sure are fine games. Mm-hmm. They're just not for me. Yeah. I really don't care about Monster Hunter. Uh, I know there's a lot of people hyped about Shin Megami Tensei. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a huge, like, uh, we were talking about Mario Golf. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only really excited about Mario Golf because of the community that I know is going to surround that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, new Pokemon Snap, not my thing. Uh, so, like, you know, I, I was looking back like this time last year and there was at least one or two games, at least in spring and over summer or at the end of summer, uh, 2019, 2020, that I was going like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about these. But then I got to thinking about it and the, the biggest game 
that I'm excited about until Skyward Sword releases in July is Metopia. And I've already played that. I played Mm. most of it on my 3DS. Am I going to double dip and play it again? Yes, because all you haters out there need to understand it's a fantastic game. It is really good and it's hilarious and you don't need to sleep on it. But I'm, I find that like I'm looking right now on Nintendo's website uh, just at the new releases come up, you know, coming up. I'm more excited about uh, indie games mm-hmm. coming oh, yeah. out than, My, than AAA titles. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing is, and I, I think I've, I think I've shown you guys this before. I have a list. Like, and I am, I am that kind of person. I'm like, what games are coming out? And I create a list and I will show you. Like my list of upcoming games, you can't, you can't see it. it. It is like, where's my fat? No, head? There it is. It. There okay. we go. Yeah. And I mean, it is, there is a ton of games there, right? So I've got like Axiom Verge, I've got Quantum League, I've got Spelunky, uh, Shovel Knight, Outer Worlds, Fall Guys, Braid, Oxenfree. Like there's a, t- like the list, is, the list is 20 games there, but I'm, but nothing really from Nintendo. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just not, and, and again, not everything has to be for us. I totally get that. I totally understand that. Like all of that is all that is true. Um, but I'm just like, huh, I'm just not super, super jiving with anything right now that Nintendo's put out. But I'm happy that others are. And again, March for me was like six games. So I can't really complain. And it gives you an opportunity to work through your backlog. So I don't know, just kind of a weird like, we, you know, we all go through peaks and valleys, right? Sure. Sure. I, like, And I just wonder, like, out of our listener base, if you're out there and you're feeling this way, like it's okay, but we would love to to hear from you on that. Like we would love to hear, yeah, hey, like I'm I'm kind of like I the word that keeps coming to my mind is like I kind of feel a stranded, like or mm. adrift. Like usually by now we know of like a big spring game, yeah, which I guess. Here is this Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. But since I'm not a huge Pokemon fan or even Pokemon Snap fan, it's not on my radar at all. Yeah. But then, like, by E3, we know of, like, that September, October slot game, like uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 or um, Link's Awakening. That's a really big deal. Yeah. You know, and I don't see that yet either. So that's, I'm kind of having a problem there. Uh, But the other thing is, and I mentioned this to Justin pre-show too, is this is not just exclusive to Nintendo systems. I'm feeling this for other systems as well. Picked up a PS5 around Christmas. The And I told him the only game, the like right now, the only game that I'm super hyped for at all, period, is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Do you think, like, do you think it's, do you think it's fatigue? Like, and I wonder, and here's, and here's my, I guess, I guess maybe here's a little bit of question I have around it. Right. So, so I look at in a lot of ways, like video games is escapism. Yeah. Right. And so the pandemic has occurred. We've been in now for an entire year and that is for a lot of us kind of our escapism. And so are we fatiguing on that? Right. Is it like, is it the thing that we really, really want actually is, is just like, I don't want to play video games. I want to go have a, barbecue with a friend do you know what i mean like i want to see people face to face like like i wonder if there is some kind of psychological kind of component of it as well um and also like we're spending so much of our time already in front of screens and stuff and so like maybe maybe there's i don't know there could be a bunch of it there i think there's 
I was talking to somebody about this uh, over the past week, and and I they they it was just it it came from the simple question of hey how are you, mm-hmm. and I said you know if you really want me to be honest, mm. uh, the weariness that has come from this past year is finally starting to settle on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just tired. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was, I, 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 this was kind of like, I guess where it came to a head for me was earlier this week. Like I had some time where I didn't have anything to do. And I sat down and was like, man, I'm going to play a video game. Right. Uh, because I hadn't had a whole lot of time lately. I was like, man, finally I get to sit down and I sat down and I booted up my switch and there was nothing I wanted to play. Mm. I was mm. like, I don't, I just don't want to put time into anything. Yeah. I just don't feel like mm-hmm. starting anything. So yeah. I did what I always do lately, which is I went and put 30 minutes into Animal Crossing. I played a couple of matches of Fortnite and turned it off and went to bed. Yeah. And that's been more often than not. That's where I've been lately because I, I'm so worn down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, you know, when you said a, a few weeks ago, you were like, Hey, and I hope, I hope I'm okay in saying this. Yeah. Like you, a couple weeks ago, you were like, I just need some time off. I just need, yeah. I need some time off to kind of recalibrate yeah. I kind of feel that like, but yeah. not, not from this show and not from my job, but really from like video games, because like I found myself even today browsing the eShop. Yeah. Like, Oh, I wonder what came out. Wonder what's new. Wonder what I can get, you know, but why? Cause I need yeah. my next dopamine hit. Yeah. It's there. There's, there's a part of that, right? Like there is this, like I find, I find every Tuesday and Thursday I go in almost like Pavlov's dog, right? Ring the bell yeah. and I'll salivate. Right. Uh, for those of you in Canada that know that's a bare naked ladies reference. Also the, the band um, go in and check what's coming soon. I know what's coming soon because I am a super user of this content. Do you know what I mean? Like I am, I am, sure I'm do. not, I'm not just, I don't just see the pool. I'm swimming in the pool and I'm at the bottom of the pool. Right. So, but you I'm like, are the pool. I am the pool. Right. But I'm, but it's, but it's like, but I'm going to go check. And I don't really know why. Um, and, well, and the other part yeah, of it is I, I did w- that yesterday too. And because of that, I found out about the Shimagami Tensei bundle and there I found out about F- the F- yeah. uh, FNAF, which yeah. th- those weren't announced anywhere. I only found that because yeah. I'm in the eShop. And then the other part of it is that then I look at it and to your point, Marty, of, I'm like, oh, do I like, oh man, I, I do I want a new game? Right. And so like a great example. So we had the indie showcase, what, last week, right? Fez dropped and I was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to pick up Fez. And I picked up Fez and I enjoyed playing Fez, right? Uh, it's really cool. Tim talked a lot about it. It's like, it's just, you know, just a lot of positive things about it. But I, but I like, I kind of pulled the trigger on it. And then I was like, sorry, why did I do that? Like what just, <laughs> what just right. caused me to do that? I'm like, because it is not for a lack of content. It's not for a lack of games. It's oh not God. for any of that, but it's like, because there's a, there's a, there's a time. It's like, you want to be in that conversation in that, that, that hype cycle around something connected around it for a certain amount of time, then it kind of fades out. And, and to your point, it's almost like a dopamine hit, right? Like you're looking for your next, like, where's that sweet, sweet game. And I guess right now it's like, I don't find there's a sweet, sweet game I'm, I'm looking for. I don't know. It's, it's very weird. Um, and I think the other part of it is that we're part of the problem, right? Like we are, we are ourselves, like we are literally a show that's built on hype. 
right? Like, let's, let's guys, what game do you think's coming? Did you see the next thing? Let's live react. Like we're part of that cycle. We're part of that problem. Right. Let's predict. And, yeah. Right. And it's kind of like, like, are we, are we doing like, and sure for us, I think it also some ways is there's a couple of things here, right? There's an escapism for ourselves of just having a conversation, but they're also like, Hey, these are friends. I get to connect with them. Cause I don't have socially friends right now because we're all isolated. Right. So there's a lot going on there. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it know, is, it is interesting. Circling back to something you said for so many of us who are working in an environment where we're looking at a screen almost all day, Mm-hmm. Like either via Zoom or meetings or documents or whatever. I wonder if it's just how many of us are tired of looking at a glowing square. Yeah, that yeah. happens to me sometimes. Like right now, sitting here, yeah, not including my switch, not including any iPads or phones that are all happen to be aiming at me. But I have five monitors facing me. If yeah. I do want to include all the mobiles, I I have three phones and an iPad here that I have easy access to. So yeah. almost and include my my switch just to almost 10 screens within arm's reach. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know like su- Sunday was a great example of like we kind of just had a lazy day here. The weather wasn't great. And it was kind of like a I'm gonna try and not be on a screen today. So I sat around and read a book and had a nap and like it was like and we talk and you know going back to your conversation earlier Mario just that like that that need to recharge. Right, that yeah. need to kind of recalibrate and to kind of resort yourself out. How did, and, how did that um, feel for you, by the way? Um, you know, it was it was like like taking a day away. Yeah, I thought it was it was great. I, I, I interestingly enough, I was reading Askawada, right? So there's but so there's something there's something different between a screen that yeah. you're playing or something you're manipulating and a tactile book yeah. in your hand, right? Yeah. I mean, like you're concentrating on that. Like I'm saying, I'm going to push all these digital things to the side yeah. and I'm going to. Yeah. It was, you know, it was interesting. Jody and I were talking about that later that night and we were, and we were like, man, we didn't do anything today. And it was like super awesome. Right. Just genuinely. Like it was just like, it was great. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And, you know, in three, yeah, in three, I mean, in three months from now, there's someone's gonna be like, do you guys remember a three, you know, three months ago when you guys were like not hyped about anything and you're now, you know, salivating over fall guys and 15 other things. And we're like, Oh my God, this yeah. is amazing. Right. Well, here, here's the thing. Like Sunday night, we did the same thing. I mean, we, um, every year we do this thing and it, it came from a quote from my son. One year we went and there's this, there's this park. That's like uh, a national, like a state park. That's uh, about 15 minutes from our house. Right. And they, they have these rustic cabins that you can rent where it's like, it's a box with electricity and it has a couple of sets of bunk beds in it. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And a window mm-hmm. air conditioner. Uh, and we, and it's like right by a Creek or, you know, and you can go fishing and you can like get out there and there's a picnic table and place to hang a lantern and cook hamburgers and hot dogs, you know, over a grill and stuff. And so we did that like right around Easter. And so he started calling it Easter camp. Nice. And so everything from there, like at, like we would kind of like Easter night, we would not have anything going on after church that morning. And so we mm-hmm. would, we turned that into, Hey, every Easter, we're going to, we're going to have a bonfire and we're going to roast marshmallows and hot dogs. And we're going to have Easter camp. Nice. And we realized this year we didn't do that, you know, because mm. something happened uh, and we didn't do it. So Sunday night, I was sitting around the dinner table uh, Sunday for lunch. And my father-in-law was like, why don't we just, um, cause we've built like in the past year, We've put in like a kind of above ground pool, kind of not. It's like inside a 
cut into mm-hmm. a hill. We built a gazebo out there, yeah. sort of concrete pad, had this nice place to sit out. We just bought new patio chairs, all this stuff. So my father-in-law was like, why don't we go out there tonight, get the fire pit out, test out the chairs, grill some hamburger, grill some hot dogs and make s'mores and have Easter camp. Mm-hmm. And that whole day, like I was busy that afternoon, so I didn't get to really do anything on screens. Came home and sat out there for hours, just talking, mm-hmm. listening to music, yeah. hanging out, doing the hamburgers or doing the hot dogs, the s'mores thing, and was so refreshed coming mm-hmm. into our week. And, uh, you know, I, I had all that time. I could have been playing There Is No Game or could have been playing mm-hmm. Fez. I could have been playing anything from the Indie Direct, but mm-hmm. that time there was so much yeah. better spent to me. Yeah. And I think I think that, that it speaks – more broadly to the fact that whether you're a content creator or not, we all need time to unplug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Like we've got to, you've got to have time where, yeah, like you can get so overhyped about stuff yeah. that you have to pull back and get a little perspective on things. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, and, and you know, we brought it up earlier, Marty, this, this, you know, I was, I was off for three weeks and I, and I was just very frank with, with, you know, with you guys. And I just said, I, I just need my own time. And it's not because I don't like connecting with you guys or having these conversations, but I was just like, I just don't have, I just don't have it in me. And it's not a, I hate Nintendo dads. It's just like my batteries were just, just empty. No gas in the tank. Yeah. There's no gas in the tank and I got to do something. I got to do something. So I'm, I was literally pushing kind of everything away to try and try and make space to, to figure out, figure out myself. Uh, going back to your commentary around just that, like no screen. One of the things that, you know, we got a hot tub a couple months ago. And one of the things that we really enjoy, uh, you know, Jody and I will go out there at night and, and sit in the hot tub and connect really well, like have good conversations because we can't have a screen in front of us. We can't be distracted. Right. And so it's, it's really, it's really fantastic stuff as well. Yeah. Man, Me- I, Mecca Drake in the chat says, Mecca Drake in the chat just says, just wait till E3. You guys will be singing a different tone. Well, I'm sure we will, but for Probably. right now, it just doesn't like I, in a world where so many things, I think what kind of to, to, to bring it full circle in a world where a lot of things that we enjoy have been taken away. Uh, it just feels like, Maybe there should be a little bit more here. Yeah. Uh, and I maybe that's selfish. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the effect of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. we're, we, we, I think that we probably need to have a little grace here. But for something that makes up such a huge portion of our lives. Yeah. And our, and really our, our livelihood, I guess, in like this podcast and other things, yeah. it's, it's our identity. It's, it's hard. Uh, yeah. But, I want to use that, that word identity to kind of talk about one other thing here. Okay. And that is, uh, Justin, what is going on with Microsoft and Nintendo? And if you uh, what I'm talking about here, uh, over the past couple of weeks, uh, Microsoft has released videos or photos or things where uh, there's been a number of interesting things in the background. Uh, but one of the things that has popped up most in both uh, a video with Phil Spencer and a video with uh, Microsoft Sarah Bond is the Nintendo Switch being prominently featured uh, in the background in and amongst other memorabilia, uh, some of which, like in Phil Spencer's video, was um, uh, a, a figure of Ludens, who is the uh, mascot of Kojima Games. 
uh, which kind of fueled the speculation about Kojima jumping ship to, to Xbox. And we still don't know if that's happening. Uh, but there's been a lot of talk and a lot of smoke around Microsoft and Nintendo kind of being buddy, buddy. Uh, and we've seen that with Cuphead and Ori and, and, and other things, but, um, what, what, what is going on here? Why, why are we seeing Nintendo switch show up in the background, but it's never PlayStation. Yeah. I think, I think that's interesting. Right. And, and, um, you know, yeah, and there's rumors right now, obviously, Microsoft and Kojima doing some stuff together, right? There's there's that kind of commentary. Um, I You know, Microsoft has had a great relationship, I think, with Nintendo for the last several years, right? They've had a very cozy relationship, a very comfortable relationship. And I think everyone kind of wants to say, you know, come on, where there's, there's smoke, there's fire. And, and for a event recently, it was GameStack, I believe it was this week with Sarah Bond, right? The shelf behind there, there is, there is, there is like it is. There is an Xbox. There is something that says Game Game Stack, and there is literally a Nintendo Switch right above them. Like everything else in that row is Microsoft, and then there's a Nintendo Switch that's in frame, right? Like it is, and it is, and because of the color of everything else, like the 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 <laughs> background things were black, the console they were holding was or showed was black, a red and blue Joy-Con stands out right so everyone's like what is going on so here's here's what i here's what i do think um and i think that this aligns very nicely with uh what was what's happening this week in regards to the world of microsoft everyone wants to say sure look at justin this definitely means that expat or game pass is coming to the nintendo switch and i think we've talked about that before that's a great idea however i don't think that's what's happening and the reason is how Game Pass works is you need to be able to download that game onto your hard drive, right? To be able to play it. Xbox games are way too large, way too big, and Nintendo doesn't have the infrastructure to be able to do it. However, and you know, and it's not even ported, you know, other than the three games. Correct. However, what is currently happening right now for uh, Xbox is they are piloting X cloud on mobile devices, right? iOS just got the beta. A Nintendo switch is just a little bit more souped up of a mobile device. And I would not be shocked if X cloud ends up coming to the Nintendo switch. And this is going to potentially be a sweet because Xbox's strategy is to get game passes where they're doing it, right? That's where they want to make it. So they need to make it as accessible as possible, get on as many devices as possible. So if I can get it on mobile, I can get it on the Switch. And inevitably, and I believe Phil Spencer has been very clear about it, like he wants it on like your smart TV. And I believe that by the end of this year, you will see Xbox X or, or xCloud on a smart TV or purchase a dongle kind of Stadia-esque to be able to get into that space as well. Um, so I I believe that could be it. I, I You know, if there, if there is a... If there's, and so people are always asking, like, what's the benefit? Like, what does, like, what, like, where, where does this help anyone? For Xbox, it helps because what market does Xbox not do really well in? The East, right? Or I apologize. Yeah, the Eastern market, right? In China and Japan, they do not have a foothold there. If they, can, and there is a population base that are not buying Xbox I was content. Say portable because they haven't tried. 
But correct. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So why not put it on a portable device in an area that has significantly improved, amazing Wi-Fi connection, cellular and cellular networks. Right. And put it on that device. And now you're exposing it to a huge, massive audience. It's kind of the Trojan horse for Xbox to come into a market like that. And then obviously from a, um, from a Nintendo side, well, what do they get of it? Well, I guarantee you they could be getting money, right? They're going to get a cut of it, right? They're going to get a portion of those proceeds. Um, so it, it kind of benefits. And it also, depending on kind of the strategy, it can also begin to kind of solidify depending on what games will be available on xCloud. Kind of like the, I'm going to use the word like the gamer gamer, right? They're like, I want like Gears of War, kind of that, kind of that like, Western developer, that market that Nintendo doesn't really have a very strong, matured footing in could definitely leverage some of the content from Microsoft. So there, it's kind of beneficial to actually both parties, although I would maybe argue that Xbox may be getting the most or the better of the deal out of it. But I believe that potentially what we could see is xCloud, not Game Pass. That's my rant. And I guess that, that very nicely co- coincides with the question that Solo something Solo something submitted and said, with another picture of the Nintendo Switch behind Sarah Bond, is it possible that Microsoft's announcement is teaming up with Nintendo to provide not software as Game Pass, but the hardware for the Switch Pro in light of the semiconductor shortage? Hmm. I don't necessarily... It's a great theory, Solo something. It could be that. Um, could be, but I don't necessarily know that. That's a great idea, though. I, you know, and here's the thing. At this point, there's not much difference between Game Pass and xCloud, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, you're still getting a ton of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, In terms of contents, I, yeah, it's just how you consume the contents is right, a little different. Right, right. And so, like, I'm excited. I'm hoping I'm getting a beta invite to the xCloud thing. You're saying I am a Game Pass Ultimate member uh, and have been since February. So, like, I would love to see this because I could do that here at the office. I could play Xbox games, you know, and there are games on the Xbox I want to play. Uh, I just, like, I don't see very many negatives in this whole thing for either company, but I mean, I guess there is some, but y'all there's got to be something there and it may not be X cloud. It may just be that, uh, they're celebrating Cuphead and Ori, yep. and on the- that, that, that is the other part of it. I mean, they're they, you know they're, they're they're highlighting things that were significant. They have done significant work with Nintendo, right? And they continue to have that partnership. And so I, I, I like it could also just be nothing. But I but I but I do you know I think someone in our chat here said you know um, there's really no coincidences. Uh, Mal- Malik, C- Malik JC says, I don't think these Nintendo Microsoft coincidences are an accident. No, I don't, I don't necessarily, there's something brewing there. I don't um, either. And I would even be okay with it being Master Chief and Smash. Yeah. I, here's the, here's the Why other, not? yeah, here's the other interesting thing. Um, they will both be at E3. Oh, yeah. Right. Their and announcement so was, not. their announcement was Nintendo and Microsoft are at E3. And Nintendo and micro, like, what if, like, I don't know, could it, could it now be like a, ver- like a joint conference in some way? I don't know. Like, it, it's not that for sure. That isn't. If, but like, if, if I could see it being like a Ubisoft Miyamoto and yep. uh, their president yep. moment where they kind of walk out at the same yep. time, they've got the guns, it's Mario and rabbits, but this time it's, it's Doug Bowser and Phil Spencer. They come out, they shake hands and say, yep. 
welcome to xCloud on Switch. Yeah. You, you know, like, and it's available right now. Right now. Yeah. We flip the switch. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I, that would be a huge moment. That's- and you want to talk about something that people would talk about for an entire show? Mm-hmm. D- yeah. There's that. And, and look, I'm a Sony fan. Like, I have been in the PlayStation ecosystem since the one. Yeah. But here's the thing. You, you can't argue with the fact that Sony has been making some PlayStation 3 era boneheaded mistakes lately. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like complete tone deaf from the way that they were with the four. And it's like, it kind of seems like they go in those waves, like the even numbered systems, they loosen up and they're okay. And then the odd numbered systems come out and they're like, no, we're Sony and we suck. Yeah. I, I, would I like to see Microsoft and Nintendo do something together? Absolutely. I think it's mm-hmm. just better for everybody. Yeah. And again, I, you, go, you go back to Phil's strategy and he's been clear. He's like, we, we want X, we want Game Pass and everything accessible, right? Okay. Well, you have a market of like 85 million Nintendo Switches. Right. Like, and, and, and if you think about it from a user's perspective, you're like, this is no different than playing cloud or sorry, control or Hitman 3 via the cloud, you just know you have to have a Wi-Fi connection. It is such a Trojan horse into the Japanese and Chinese market where where they need to grow, right? They need to grow that base. And there's a there's a, there is a there is a consumer base there that is critical for, for Xbox to grow. And, and if you think about it, Microsoft is the company that has the backbone to make that kind of thing happen, where mm-hmm. like control doesn't have to run its own servers for that to happen. Yep. Uh, you know, Hitman, uh, they don't have to run their own servers for that to happen. They yep. just depend on game. They depend on xCloud. Yep. And I still and recommend it, people getting like an Ethernet adapter for the dock, you know, because, you know, it's, it's well known. The Wi-Fi and the base model Wii's aren't great. I can't speak for the Mark II's if they improved them or not. But, uh, you know, again, the Internet in my house is great. And, and I am literally two feet away from my router, but I tried try, back when I was testing out Luna, I tried mm-hmm. it on the iPad. It was kind of not good yeah, because it was using Wi-Fi. So you kind well, of really need and, and that. And to that note, Ethernet. I am to- thinking about picking up a new switch and the reason for it being like I tested it this week, my son's switch and mine have very different reactions when connecting to Wi-Fi. Mm. Like it's so maybe like the Mark II did fix it's the almost, problem. Well, his is not the Mark II. His is an original switch, but it, oh. his Wi-Fi card works better than mine. Maybe I don't understand it. Maybe it's they fixed the it mid-run network. then, because you know, ours is launch day still, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. mine was launch day, and so I'm really thinking about like I found like I search Best Buy nightly, and like I'm so close to pulling the trigger, just because it's so bad some days. That I, I can't I can't do anything with it. Downloads like and, and where we first started noticing it was downloads of the same game that took him five to ten minutes less than me. Wow, like, we're in the same place. Yeah, Why? or in some cases even thirty minutes less. Wow. So it's just like it does like you know it's supposed to download you know when you're in sleep mode. Mine just randomly disconnects and forgets the Wi-Fi network and does all kinds of crazy stuff. Hmm. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Well, guys, that's our discussion. We've got one event I'd like us to hit very quickly before we talk. So 
a brand new update to Tetris 99 it came out this week. It's now been updated to two point like 20.0 or something like that. The biggest thing to come out of this update is that I'm Tetris so 99 now allows you to trade event themes in for tickets and you get 30 tickets at a time. So you can trade in that old broke busted Xenoblade Chronicles event theme and get 30 tickets and go get you a brand new theme. But here's the thing. Event themes are also now available in the shop, but only so many of them, only like the first 10. And so I don't know if more are coming with another update. So you got to be careful if you want to get rid of them, why you would want to do this. I don't know. Yeah. That's why I'm confused now for 30 each. Um, I, I'm really surprised that they're still bringing features to this game. How many years later, right? I th- yeah, I, th- uh, I think there's only one theme I didn't get, but I, th- yeah. I got most of them. I've got them all. I'm not getting rid of them. I'm sorry. You can have my Game Boy theme for that when you pry it from my cold, dead fingers. Uh, I That's my favorite theme of the whole thing. That and the, uh, the Bowser, the Bowser's Fury one that just came out. Gah! That music is so good. So good. Uh, but anyway, if you want some tickets and you want to uh, make a terrible decision to get them, uh, you now <laughs> have the ability to do that in Tetris 99. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Justin, you've been away from the show now for almost a month. I'm yep. sure that you have a Tim off-sized paragraph full of games that you have been playing that you want to talk about. So we're letting you go first. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that big. I'll, show notes I'll t- are four words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Show notes are four oh, wow, words. I'm I'll t- that now. Yeah. And two of them are online shooters. All two right, of them are so. online shooters. Yeah. So quick update on apex legends. Uh, I have completely finished my battle pass. I'm at level 110. There's two. Words. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, yeah, completely at 100 level of 10 maxed out, and we have two weeks till the new new season rolls over. I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a great time. Um, it's, I will tell you, and so this then bridges in the next spot. It's doing what it needs to. I'm not great at it. I'm learning. I'm having fun with it. So I'm, that's cool. Fortnite, I'm still jumping at that. I'm like level 60 on my battle pass or 58 or whatever it is. I will tell you that I think this year, this season, and people ask me, I will finish off this season with my battle pass for Fortnite, and then I don't think I'm going to renew next season's battle pass. I will renew my Apex one, but I don't think I'm going to renew my Fortnite unless they have like an amazing season that really draws me in. Um, I don't I don't think so, which will be the first time in four years that I have not that I have not redeemed a battle pass for Fortnite. But I will finish off this year. Due to Apex? Apex, correct. Yep. So that is that is that is where like that's where Jeff and I, my 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 squad online shooter friend, that's where we're like, yep, that's where we're playing. And when I'm going back into Fortnite, like today, I played three matches and I got victory royales in both matches. Um, Dude. just just okay. just just kind of running, just kind of running the map, and it's like I'm just going. I'm like I'm I'm more like oh, I'll just do the challenges, and then oh by the way, now I'm on top ten. Cool. I guess I'll finish the game and kill everyone. Um, so, so that's, that's cool. Can can I say I'm a little surprised by that? Yeah. Well, and maybe also, uh, a little disappointed. Well, why would you be disappointed? 
because I like playing Fortnite with you. Oh well, I well I will get a chance, and I still uh, play Fortnite with you. Just means I wouldn't because I have given Apex a chance, and it's just not for me. And that's okay. And it is okay, but I feel like I'm losing you. Well, here's the thing. It's not like I'm not, it's not like I'm not, it's not like I'm deleting a deleting Fortnite off of my console just means I'm not paying for the battle pass. Right. So if you're like, Justin, you want to play Fortnite? Yeah, I'll play Fortnite with you. I'll jump in and play Fortnite with you. Absolutely. I just, I just won't be tearing up my battle pass. That's all. So, but I know I'm, I'm, I'm still down. I'm still down to clown on Fortnite. Okay. Right. I'll show you how it's actually supposed to be done. I'll show you how to actually play. Um, And then, as I mentioned before, I played Fez for like an hour and that's super cool. That is a really cool game. I had never, ever played Fez before. Um, and that game also breaks my brain a little bit with all the shifting um, and trying to solve those pieces. But man, it's like, I like I feel super chill with it. It's a nice puzzler. Um, man, yeah, I'm just loving Fez. Fez is super it's, it's cool. It's pretty chill, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't, like the music is great. The controls are easy. I love the way characters in this game move. Like, yeah. Just their animations. It's, it's very... It's full of whimsy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just a feel good kind of game, right? Like, like I'm not stressing. Like I do like, I'm like, okay, seriously though, where is this block? Where is this cube? Now I'm starting to get irritated, but I'm not like stressing because, oh, there's someone around the corner, come around the corner to shoot me or I have to make that jump or, you know, like it's just really cool. Uh, and this was my first yeah. experience with Fez ever. And it's, I'm just super enjoying it. Um, See, I remember playing it back on the 360 yeah. when it came out and it was a game that like I loved, but I never finished. Yeah, and it was like a lot of Xbox arcade games, just could like it didn't just make the jump to next gen. Yeah, uh, I guess I mean I could have played it on the one and now the the Series X, but I I wanted I would like this is a game I'd like to take with me. I play yeah. games now mostly not in my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I I I, I love this game. Nice. Yeah, so that's that's it for me. Fez, Fortnite, and Apex. All right. Jesse, what about you? I know I know Picross is in here. I can't wait to hear about it. Okay. Well, uh, bef- before I get into my games, we talked about having a gaming lull, and that was kind of like the last week and a half for me. Uh, so w- one thing I was able to do in the meantime is, you know, this – I picked up this book about two and a half years ago, pro, uh, Programming Games for Intellivision. And I went through it and did most of the demos and then forgot everything. So I, I picked it up and went through the demos in this book again because its sequel came out. It advanced <laughs> Games Programming for Intellivision, which I've just started going through this. I'll, I'll go this through, through this probably more throughout the month and... Uh, I've been testing out the games on the on the actual hardware with my flash cart, and that's been kind of fun. But uh, yeah, so you know, the last week we had community game night and did Jackbox games. So it was like I think a mix between three, five, and six kind of the games rotation. That we that, that was fun for both the afternoon and the evening sessions. The the there was the one game we. We wanted a non-Jackbox game. We talked about trying, and we never got around to trying it. Yeah. So we'll have to do that next time. And uh, for those of you who are wondering what that was, it's what the dub. Mm, or you dub yeah. over uh, foreign uh, films with your own. Like, it plays a little bit, and then 
it it shows like it has it in a foreign language, and you you type out what it's saying. Nice. And then we also tried loading up use your words, but it required an up an update. So we said, okay, we're not going to wait for the update. <laughs> okay. Then, like again, a game was released today. Picross S six. You know, I talked about the demo last week. Pro- puzzles solved in the demo does not carry over. But other, nice. other than that, it's just more puzzles. So if you've played S four and S five, it's the same format, and it's, it unlocks bonus puzzles if you have S one, two, and three. It save save data. So I've I've got maybe. 30 to 40 puzzles done so far out of the 450 wow. that are in the game. So that'll, again, that normally takes me like two weeks to go through. But with uh, Pokemon Snap coming out next week, that'll probably slow me down with Picross. And then gotcha. the last, last game I wanted to talk about also came out today, but I had a preview copy, but wasn't able to talk about it until today. So I pre-recorded my Let's Play and put it up on YouTube this afternoon. Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. So kind of a Zelda light game. That's uh, I, I had fun with it. Uh, my, my my Let's Play is about an hour and a half, and it's probably half the game, maybe a little bit less than that. So the hmm. whole the whole game can be finished in under five hours. Uh, I did finish it since recording the Let's Play. And the the one thing that it took me a while to get used to is the A and B buttons are reversed. B is accept and A is cancel, as opposed oh, to gosh, every yeah. other Nintendo game. So I didn't like that, but I you know, sure. eventually got used to it. No remappable buttons. Not on the not on the software. I didn't want to go change the hardware settings. I got you. Yeah, you could do that because that would mess up every other game, right? <laughs> you'd, be, and then, you'd be messing up Picross then. That would be bad. <laughs> so the, the the game kind of has like two sets of collectibles, which one is like anything that's like tax related, government related, and but when you find them, you you destroy them, you rip them. And you, you don't have the opportunity to not rip them and save it. You have to rip it if you want to continue with the game. And then there's a series of hats you can collect and then pick which one you want to wear and your little, your sprite will wear the hat as you go around. And as I was, as I was finding like quests, like oh, this character wants me to give him a carrot or something, you know, I'd write in the notes. So I finished the game. There was two line items that I didn't resolve. And one was getting access into a cave, which you just won't be able to get into it until you rolled credits. So don't worry about that. And when you get in there, it kind of opens up a hint system that'll help you find the missing hats. And when you, once you have all the hats, then you'll get a, a bonus heart container. And then the other one that I thought was a, a quest was not a quest. It was just a, like a throwaway line that had no meaning and no no resolution. So nice. I was able to 100% the game minus one hat and two heart containers on my one run through. Wow. 
so is it a game that you recommend? Yeah, I'd recommend it. I'd you know might want to say wait until it's on a sale because it is so short. I think it's like twelve bucks. I okay. don't remember what the price is. Yeah, it's it's twelve bucks on on uh, discount right now. Normally fifteen. Right. So I again, if, like, like if it was more like a ten hour game, then maybe. But you know, this is you know this is be played in under five. So you know, just as long as you know that going in, and you're okay with that, I, I enjoyed the game. Uh, I had okay. fun with it. Uh, it's, you know, it, and we, we kind of talked pre-game, pre-show a little bit, uh, but, you know, comparing it to Zelda, you know, nor- in a normal Zelda game, like the first dungeon is relatively simple and then ramps up in more complexity as the game goes on. This game doesn't get any more complex, really, than that first opening Zelda dungeon. Okay. There, there's one particular boss that took me, like, probably five or six tries before I finally figured out a way to do it. But, you know, other than just boss fights, yeah, it's a relatively straightforward game. Okay. Good deal. Well, uh, for me, like Justin, I've been playing Fortnite. I'm about level 59-ish or so on my battle pass. I'm about to pick up my favorite skin of the season, Cluck, who's a giant uh, chick uh, with with eggs, like egg underwear, (laughs) real skinny arms and legs. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with this. I like. I have thought this season has been fantastic. Like I remember uh, starting it back in March and going, I don't know about this crafting and all that. But they've made some interesting tweaks to the game that I really like. Uh, another game that I've been playing uh, that I picked up after the last indie direct uh, is there is no game that uh, Jesse and others have talked about. Uh, this is absolutely fantastic, but. Uh, I do think that this is one of those games where when you play it once, you've seen it all. And so I would probably right. wait for it to drop in price a little bit because it is like a giant puzzle box or escape room. And once you get to the end of it, you're going to be done. And um, how much is it? It's on only Switch? about hmm? how much does it cost on Switch? I want to say 12 bucks, 12 or 13. Okay. Uh, I just checked on Steam where I bought it. And played it, and it was this thirteen. Maybe it was thirteen. I think it was twelve ninety nine. I think that's about yeah, right. Yeah, this thirteen uh, on Steam as well. But I will say this: for the price of admission, it has a great sense of humor, and nice. uh, there's some really good, really really good stuff going on. I'm about just a little under halfway through it right now. So there's six chapters. I just started the third. Uh, and then uh, I want to I want to throw a shout out here to this game that I am extremely late to, but started because of the Indie Direct. This week I've been putting some time into Oxenfree. I picked that up because of the Indie Direct and, also, and it was on Super Sale, and I was like, yeah, "All right." It was I actually am playing this on iPad oh. because you can play the first chapter of the game uh, for free. And so I wanted to see if I liked it, if it was something that I would stick with. And uh, after the first chapter, like it came up, it was like, do you want to end here or buy? I was like, man, buy it. It was five bucks. Hmm. So uh, I have the game and I'm going to be finishing it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Now, John Blanco uh, from Dads After Dark is a huge advocate for Oxenfree. Nice. Love this game. And uh, I... I don't know why I haven't played it yet. I remember like when it came out and I went, that looks interesting. It looks really good. But then uh, other stuff came out and I guess I didn't like the price or whatever. 
but man, it's, it's sucked me in hard and I love it. I'm, I'm, I know I'm late to the party, but Hey, oxen free playing it now. That's what I've been playing. That's cool. Uh, let's move on to your questions from the community. All right. Uh, so here in the community spotlight, got a lot of questions this week. And so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get started from Discord. Andros asked us this last week. He said, you've been approached by some infinitely wealthy investors to make a live action Nintendo Dad's movie. Who will direct it? What genre will it be? What would the plot of the movie be? And who would play each of you? I think each of you should pick an actor for someone else instead of yourself. Maybe everyone else has to agree on the actor or something. Has this been asked before? I vaguely remember Justin wanting to be played by Kevin James. Uh, and then John has an incredible comment from Patreon uh, that we'll read after we do this, because what we did our homework from last week was to name an actor for someone else in this rotation. Jesse had to pick Tim. Tim had to pick Justin. Justin had to pick me. And I had to pick Jesse. So um, since Tim's uh, pick is last uh, and, and he's not on the show this week and Jesse has it in a spoiler uh, tag. We're going to yeah, start he, with He Justin. sent me his answer, but I haven't read it yet. Okay. So we're going to start with Justin. Justin, you're casting the Nintendo, or they're casting the Nintendo Dads movie. Who plays me? So I went with uh, 2017 Kevin Smith. <laughs> I'm not mad about that at all. I... I why 2017? Because then he was still a bigger fella. Now he's lost a ton of weight, and he's oh, yeah. a, he's like those those jackets look a little bit big on you, fella. Yeah, I but saw like, in a, but in like a video for the like self transforming Optimus Prime. Yeah, and I was like, that's Kevin Smith. Yeah, after his like heart attack or something or whatever, he lost a ton yeah, of weight. Yeah, he, so that's why I'm saying like kind of like the the Silent Bob back when they in the you know 2015 version. You're saying you want me to have a heart attack. Well, I don't know about a heart attack. I'm just saying he needs to be a bit of a bigger fella. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Um, Jesse, here's my pick for you. Uh-oh. Uh, and, like, I immediately, this is the guy who came to mind immediately. It's one of, from one of my favorite shows on TV right now. Uh, we, my wife and I, have become religious followers of a show called New Amsterdam that uh, is on uh, ABC yep. Yep. Uh, and love this actor, love his character. Uh, Tyler Labine plays Dr. Iggy Frome. And such show. a good character. It's such an amazing character. Such yep. a, like, I love this season. They're really digging into his character, but mm -hmm. like I immediately went, man, uh, Jesse, this would be like a perfect pick for you. Yep. Uh, okay. And I can see that. I yep. had to look him up. Tyler Labine. Needs to grow the beard out a little bit, bit more and put on some glasses. But, um, I almost spelled yeah. his name right in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Jesse, who'd you pick for Tim? Uh, I said uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. Oh. Okay. Mm, all right. All right. All right. So he's the, he's the like, uh, 
he's the 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 hunk of hunk of burning love of the Nintendo dads. What you're saying? Something right, like he's that. The, I don't know. He's the ladies <laughs> man. I mean, I'm just over here having a heart attack. It's okay. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Okay, now let me go uh, into... Okay, that's cool, that's cool. So Tim's pick, again, he sent it in to Jesse. He's not seen it yet. Who did Tim pick for Justin? Jason Suedicus? Jason Zedekus. That also. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I see it. All right. You got to see, you know what I'm saying? You got to believe, you know? I and love Ted listen, Lasso. It's great. Ted yeah, yeah. Lasso. And, and uh, this week, they just announced season two. On my birthday, by the way. Yeah, I can't wait. One of my favorite uh, shows over the last year. Yeah. What's he in? I was, I was curious if it was going it to it be, actually, I thought it was maybe either going to be Kevin, uh, Kevin James for me, James Corden, or potentially Nick Offerman. That, those were the kind of the three I was like, he's got, I, Jason Sudeikis. It's a good one. I like it. All right. I love it. Uh, so John writes in with his own idea for the Nintendo Dads movie. Here's what he mm-hmm. says in response to Andros's question. I want to chime in with my idea for a Nintendo Dads movie. It's a comedy directed by Adam Sandler titled The Last Pixel. Jesse is played by Zach Galifianakis. Tim is played by Andy Samberg. <laughs> Marty is played by Kevin Hart. And Justin is played by Billy Crystal. Plot. Picross is the hot new craze. Tournaments have sprouted up all over the country. There's one being held in Detroit with a cash prize of $50,000. Tim sees the ad for this at his local car wash, and light shines down from the heavens. This is just what the Nintendo dads need to hold DadCon. Tim shares yep. this idea with the dads during the week's pre-show, and everyone thinks it's a great idea except Marty. What a naysayer. <laughs> for whatever reason, <laughs> something doesn't feel right to him. They eventually agree that Jesse should sign up for the tournament. When Jesse completes the registration, he finds out it's a team-based competition requiring four players. He takes the liberty of signing up the rest of the Dads crew to be his teammates. The rest of Act 1 is a comedy reel of Jesse trying to chain, uh, train the rest of the dads over Zoom in preparation for the tournament. There are multiple times when everyone falls asleep, including Jesse. Things are looking great. Act 2. Days before the competition, everyone decides to meet up early for some last-minute in-person training, but there's a problem when Justin tries to cross the border. There's been a string of cinnamon roll burglaries from Tim Hortons, and he's been falsely accused of being the perpetrator. Justin, of course, denies these allegations, but the authorities tell him he is wrong. So, disguised as Canadian Mounties, the rest of the crew sneak across the border to break Justin out. They all make it back to Detroit just in time and end up winning the tournament in dramatic fashion. Cue the slow-mo high fives and confetti. The end. Ladies and gentlemen, like, well done. That was absolutely, I mean, that is that is a weird level of Nintendo Dad fanfic. You know what I'm saying? If there's not, like, some 80s anthem during the slow-mo, like, you're the best around. Nothing's That's, ever going to bring you down. And also, for any of our fans out there who are like, no, you yeah, man, I, I, I'm. Now, the question is, did Zim, Zoom say, are you playing music? Nope. No, I'm, I'm yeah. as talented yeah, as me. 
for any of our fans listening to this or who are like super bored looking for a project over the weekend and you want to make this into like a uh, uh, a skit or a cartoon or a movie poster or yeah if you can make this into a legitimate movie poster you know what here we go ladies and gentlemen we're doing the nintendo dad's movie poster contest up until the end of march or sorry the end of may if you can make the best best movie poster to go with this the last pixel we will provide you our winner will be provided a 50 dollars e-shop gift card that is our yes. new contest <laughs> yes Get yes, your, get yes, your, yes. get your, and, and bonus points if someone actually makes this into like a narrated movie or like a small animated, you know, like a yeah. trailer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, like exactly. A like a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, we, we're getting, we're getting deep into territory yeah. there. When is it due? Mecha Dragon asks end of Mar end of May, May 31st. Uh, and if you need assets from us or information from us, like headshots or whatever, contact Justin, contact us at uh, Nintendo Dads on Twitter or Nintendo Dads at gmail.com and we will set you up. I do, I do love the casting for me. I, I mean, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. I mean, it's that's that's, that's I, mean, I was uh -huh. gonna say Jack Black, but I mean, yeah, that's it's fine. Nacho Libre is one of my favorite movies. So there you go. Uh, let's get into some actual questions here. Uh, Christopher Logo, uh, Logo, actually, let me, before we get into that, I want to mention this, uh, Chris. Uh, and guys have been doing such, uh, and Tim and others have been doing such a great job with uh, the biweekly game nights. Uh, he wants to make uh, uh, have us mention this. He says we're putting together an NES ice hockey league in the Discord. DM Chris or put your name in the Discord channel before Friday end of the day if you want to play. So basically, as you're hearing this, if it's Friday, you need to have your name in uh, to play NES ice hockey. Uh, Justin, you getting in on that? By the way. That is a that is a stereotype that I am not down for. Do you know what I'm saying? That is that is that is incredibly racist uh, and disrespectful. But I didn't have any problem with the fanfic, though. No, that felt that felt that felt on brand and appropriate. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, actually, now the questions. Jason from Patreon asks uh, a question, uh, probably for Jesse. Have you played any of the say this name for me? Atelier. Have you played any of the Atelier JRPG series? I know you're a JRPG fan, and and I've become big into JRPG over the last year and wondered if you had and what were your thoughts. There's a ton of these Atelier games coming to Switch. Yeah, uh, apparently. three of them just launched today. Yeah, so uh, have you ever played any of them? I remember playing one like early, like early to mid PS3 era. I don't remember what it was. Uh but I remember liking it, you know, at least liking it enough to actually start a second playthrough to try to get a different ending or a modified ending. They're like, uh, I, d I don't remember much about it. I What I do remember is you are an alchemist, so you are tasked to make certain things or you make things to sell to get money. So you have to, you hire adventurers to actually do the, to go on, into dungeons or whatnot to for you to harvest materials and then you do your magic and then the, the plot progresses so yeah you know it's probably been eight nine years since i played one of these and i've always been curious about trying to get into these again in fact if if, it, if picross didn't also come out today i probably would have bought one of them if not the the the, the three-pack bundle and but 
it's it's still in the back of my mind, and I might go back to it. I think the three games that came out today are enhanced versions of previous games. So these aren't new, but they're they're new to Switch and you know new to me, new to most people, if they're not familiar with the franchise. And I also remember the game I played made references to characters in a previous game. So these are, at least a subset of them, are sequels of each other in canonical order. I, I can't, I don't know if the three that uh, were released today fit that mold or not. But, you know, it, it is a game I'm wanting, thinking about trying again if, when I have time. But, you know, I haven't had time lately. <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, thanks for that answer, because I don't know. I mean, I didn't even know how to pronounce these these games, which is terrible. I, I, I'm serious. Like I was, I was like, are they called Eight Liar? Uh, uh, that's what I thought it was at first as well. Yeah. Uh, Atelier. <laughs> yeah, Atelier. Atelier. Uh, Nick Metzger asks us this. He says, "I'm just finishing up last week's cast." A question for you guys, are demos helpful to, one, the gamer, and two, developer-publisher? With this question, what makes a demo helpful and what doesn't? Mm, yeah, I your think, thoughts here. What, what, yeah, are, I think demos I think demos are so critical um, because I think, you know, it gives you the opportunity to, to test out something without taking as big of a risk in it. Um, so yeah, I, I encourage games to have as demos as much as possible. What makes a good demo? So I think so for is a great example. If Monster Hunter Rise was like, cool, we're giving you a demo. So it's the first three hour, two hours of the game. You would not enjoy that demo, right? Because it is, it is so much, you know, menus and discovering and understanding it. They need, you need to be able to find a cross section. I think, I think they did a good job in this demo of like, You've got equipment, you've got gear, we've kind of got you ready. It's a, it's a good slice that you can run into. You don't need to know the mechanics of it, right? A good demo does a job of makes you feel comfortable with the understanding of the story, makes you feel in control of the character, you know, creates in, un, um, interest in the world it's building um, and basically leaves you with the, and now I want to continue. Do you know what I mean? Like, tell me more. Let's go further. Let's do that. And I think what, what's do it, what's some, some demos do really, really well, I think is the, uh, whatever progress you make carries over. That's a great demo. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. That's, and I, and you know, Pikmin three is a great example of that. I think we saw that on age of calamity, right? Um, Dragon quest 11 did that. Dragon quest 11. I think that's, that's a great way of doing it. Yeah. But yeah, as you said, think- you know, it wouldn't make sense for monster hunter rise to do it because the beginning of the game is not a good demo. Correct. Same with yeah, I uh, think that, Bravely Default 2. Yeah, like I was going to specifically mention Bravely Default 2 and Monster Hunter, both of those. Uh, because of where they have to start for the demo, those demos turn me off to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, granted, I wasn't very high up on Bravely Default anyway, but I was willing to give Monster Hunter a go uh, this time because I like the, the art style, I like the setting, but it just didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Uh, for me, instead of a demo in those situations, I think it would be better to give me like, hey, here's the game. You can download it and you can play the first hour for free. Mm-hmm. And if you like it, you pay. And we we include that one little line of code and yeah. now it's open. Right. Yeah. Same yeah. thing for Bravely Default. Same thing. If it's a game where there are systems that build on other systems, don't don't drop me in the middle of systems. No. Uh, and make me make me figure it out. Now, action games, puzzle games, um, fighting games, 
demos. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. that yeah, the I, games, wish, I wish Picross let those puzzles I solved carry over, but they don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Like, I think that, that when consumers benefit the most from demos is games like Oxenfree, mm-hmm. uh, where it's an IP I don't know, or it's a mm-hmm. brand new IP, and you let people sample that play style. Mm-hmm. And you do it in a very controlled environment, but all I think at this point we have the technology to always make it yeah. carry over to the to the main game. Yeah, right. Let, like to just like have something in the code or have something in the save file and yeah. pick up right from there. Uh, the days of play this demo for thirty minutes and then go back and do the same thing in the game over again—that's yeah. over with. Let me give you examples of, of of demos that I thought were really really bad. Um, and the demo that comes to mind, the demos that come to mind is Control and Hitman 3. Those were horrible demos. Well, and I'm, not because the game, but no, no, call they, them demos. they they're were categorized. More... They were, yeah, they're, 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 they're connectivity tests is what yes. they are, but they're de- categorized as 15 minute demos. And that because is if they not said connectivity f- tests. Everyone is just saying, correct. That. So that is, that is not fair. And those should have been longer. Uh, I believe, right? So that's that's mine as well. Uh, also, big thanks to, uh, I see Sean Caprice coming over with a raid group of 11. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Also, we appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely, we do. Thanks, Sean. Uh, Nick, uh, is that, no, that was not our last question. I thought it was. Uh, from Twitter, Roberito asked this, if you could bring your kids back to when you were a kid and they forgot everything they knew about contemporary video games, what game or games would you introduce them to? Mm. I like the first, like the first thing was, I mean, I started my journey with the NES. So that's, that's where we would go. Um, Mario, super, super Mario, the super Mario series on the NES uh, in particular, Mega Man and Tetris. The NES Tetris is mm. uh, chef's kiss. It's so good, but Zelda, t- I mean, like, there's so many, man, like, those quintessential, like, go look at the list of games that's on um, NES Online or in the NES Classic. Those mm. are the games. That's yeah. It. Yeah, you know, I don't know why, but the game that came to mind instantly here was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Ooh. Yeah, um, from the SNES. Fantastic. Like, just kind of sitting around playing that. Um, I don't know why that one came to mind, but I would 100% agree. Like, for them to play like the original Mario and that be their first Mario and that be that experience and be able to look at through their eyes, right? Like we do, we do, we do have an old NES down here. We did a long time ago, set it up and had the kids like play the first, like the original Mario and like they struggled. Right. And they were trying to like flip the, flip the NES controller. They were trying to flip the NES controller to try and get them to jump. Do you know what I mean? And it was just like, man, this is such a different world than what we had. So. Yeah. Isn't it funny that there, that there is, a struggle there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe six or seven years ago, I I did introduce my kids to say like Atari 2600 games that I liked, like the, like the few good ones I remembered off the top of my head, Pitfall 2, Ju- Pac-Man Jr. And I also showed them the original Pac-Man as an example of a bad game. <laughs> yeah. And along with some television games, you know, and and you know, my son still also you know grew up on NES as well. You know, he 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 played Super Mario three when he was three or four years old, and so he kind of got that same type of 
lesson plan like this question is asking in you know in real time and one thing i'd like to I kind of wish i could show my kid for the first time like now that they're older is say like final fantasy i remember my kid trying to play final fantasy 4 before he was old enough to want to read so he was just mm. going a a a a a a and then not knowing what to do i'm like well cuz you didn't read the story it tells you what you what you're supposed to do right. if you read it right yeah but now you know, actually, my 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 son's finally gotten to the point where he's w- w- wanting to watch subtitled anime. I'm like, okay, good, you're getting somewhere. So, <laughs> uh, they grow up so fast. Uh, well, he's almost yeah, 21. Like, Better also, took him long enough. I think, I think one of the things too that my son was born the um, the year after the Wii came out, and so like taking him back now and letting him experience that as. Uh, a teenager, I think mm-hmm. would be pretty cool. Like, yeah. you know, if he was his age now, when the Wii came out, I think that would be really interesting to see. Um, like I just, there's, there's games from every era of gaming that I would love for him now at 14 year old, 14, 15 years old to be able to experience with fresh eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. I would love mm-hmm. to be able to experience that with fresh eyes. Yeah. Um, and, and it makes you wonder if you would love it as much. Mm. Right. Interesting. Because yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think I think it goes back to that statement of like, do, you know, do you, do you still love Mega Man? Yeah. Right. Just as much, and and so, and does that really change? Uh it may. Who knows? Because like, there's there's games that I love from back then that I know now are kind of duds. Mm. Like I can't play them for very long. Yeah. Ninja Turtles on the NES. <laughs> Right? The game was great. I have, hard I have, as nails, though. I have hard great as nails. Nostalgic memories of that, but it's a dud. I don't know. Speaking uh, of duds, I feel sorry to anyone who bought the MSX version of that game. Oh wow! It is literally unfinishable without mm-hmm. hacking it. Mm-hmm. There's a, a jump that you can't make. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're you're exactly right. That's crazy. Those are such good questions, guys. Thank you so much. We love interacting with our community mm-hmm. and the community spotlight. And uh, I wanted to mention here as we round out the show, this weekend I will be interacting with the community at Corinth Comic Con, which mm-hmm. is in Corinth, Mississippi, which is North Mississippi's first annual Corinth Comic Con on Saturday. Uh, it's uh, April 24th. I am super excited about this. They reached out uh, and said, hey, would you be willing to come and run a panel uh, either about Nintendo dads or Nintendo in general or podcasting or whatever. And I said, uh, yeah, sign me up. But then like, after I said, yes, I was like, uh, what the crap? It would just be me by myself because he was like, are any of the other dads local? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we uh, reached out to good friend, patron of the show, Eric Plunk who is a Corinth native, and he's going to be joining me for that panel uh, that we are calling Nintendo Dads to Nin- or Nintendo Kids to Nintendo Dads, Gaming with Nintendo Through the Ages. And so I'm excited to get 45 minutes to run my mouth and talk about Nintendo. Uh, excited about an in-person comic convention. This is crazy. Uh, of course, we're going to be socially distant and do all that fun stuff. If you are in the West Tennessee, Northern Alabama, Northern uh uh, Mississippi area, 
uh, uh, lower southern southeastern Arkansas. Come on out, ten bucks for tickets and twelve dollars at the door, and get this. The vo- there, I don't know, like this is kind of cool, but I mean, like he doesn't say that much because you know, uh, the voice of Bowser is going to be there. Like the guy who does all the the noises and nice. voice acting for Bowser is one of the big guests there. I'm going to try to like get him to do something for the show. We'll That'd see. be great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we've got to do some grunts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we're going to have Nintendo dad stickers. If you see me, you, you can grab one of those. We're just going to be handing them out. Just say, thanks for coming out to the show. Um, uh, the panel that I am hosting is going to be, I'm, I'm checking on my times here because I wanted to be uh, certain of this is going to be at 1130 to 1215. So, you come to our panel, we're going to coast right into lunchtime. We're going to go grab some barbecue or something right after that. It's going to be fantastic. But I can't wait to hang out at Corinth Comic Con and represent the dads. And That's great. Yeah. Like, I'm Mecha- looking forward to more stuff like this. Yeah. Mecha Dragon asks, is it going to be live streamed? It is. I, I don't know. Like my, okay. uh, Isaac's going with me. Uh, I may have him do like uh, from the, yeah. you know, like take a little tripod and do from yeah. the... Uh, yeah, yeah. from the iPhone stream yeah. on Twitch and YouTube or something like that, nice. or at least record it and yeah, put it up later. I don't know what YouTube the setup is going to be. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be in a, um, it's going to be in like an arena mm-hmm. where they have concerts, but they also have rodeos sometimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not sure like how open the room's going to be, how the acoustics are going to be, anything like that. So it'll all depend. Yeah, if it's a uh, closed room, you probably have no Wi-Fi, so streaming probably right. won't be a and, good idea. And two, the other thing is, is with it being in an area like that, they're they're having it there so it can be we can be more spread out. Yeah, for sure. And be a little for more sure. safe. So you know, I, I'm just excited to get to do it, uh, and I think Eric's going to do yeah. a bang up job helping yeah. me out with that. Sean Capri in the chat says Eric Plunk is a legend, and he absolutely oh, is. He's such a great fan. We're totally going to talk about his uh, time spent in Splatoon too. Nice. Uh, that's that's a topic of conversation that's coming up. But uh, as we close out the show, we want to say thanks for listening again to episode 323 of Nintendo Dads, uh, and we want to say thanks to our Patreon producers. Plus one this week. Uh, mm. Joining us at the Patreon producer level, Solo Something. We want to thank you for reaching out and becoming a brand new Patreon producer of the show. And we also want to thank our old standby, try, you know, like do or die uh, Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, and Christopher Waring, and all of you over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads who uh, make things, uh, who keep the gears moving. Make the world go round. Uh, Justin, while you were gone, we went over 5,300 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, I know you've been talking about that. We're almost at 1,000 followers on Twitch. And we also want to say a big thanks to the 15 of you over on Twitch who uh, subscribe to us, who also get access to our Discord community that way. Hit us up at nintendodads.org for our Public store for an early start to Extra Life 2021 and uh, all of our social feeds and videos. And uh, remember, you can send us a uh, email at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music you're hearing right now and used throughout the show. And remember, sharing is caring. You can... 
tell folks about this podcast, that's fine, but send them the link. Send them the link so they can just click and listen. And also, wherever you listen to us, be sure to give us a five-star review uh, and some words. Helps people find the show, continues pushing us up the charts as we raise the roof. Right, Justin? New Pokemon Snap giveaway. Don't forget to enter. Go to our Twitter page. Oh, and and, and the final pixel. And the final the last pixel. pixel. Last Maybe pixel poster. poster. Whatever, whatever you want to do there. Let's do it. <laughs> Knock yourself out. So for me, for Jesse, for the returning Justin, this has been episode 323 of Nintendo Dads. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Wobble Puffet? Wobble Buffet?